Happy Easter. This is Jacob Hurlam again, Seminary for the Diocese of Austin, giving another reflection on the readings for today. That's Monday in the sixth week of Easter. So in today's readings, uh, we have a couple points that I'd really like to key in on here. So in the first reading from the book of Acts, uh, we have we show up for the first time. Uh, in the very first line, we set sail from Troas. So what the heck is this we doing here? You know, I thought that we just had Paul and Barnabas and uh, earlier on we had Peter and all these guys, but suddenly we switched to first person. What's up with that? So uh, that brings us actually into who wrote Acts. So tradition has him, uh, scholarship has confirmed that it was actually Luke who wrote the gospel of Luke and then Acts. And it's actually both of those books are um, two parts of the same narrative, if you will. They have different focuses, obviously, but they're both directed towards the same uh, the same audience, this Theophilus person that we actually don't know too, too much about, um, but the style, the language, the audience it's intended toward are all the same. So we can tie the Gospel of Luke to the book of Acts. Um, and here with this we, we see Luke making an appearance. Um, so we know that Luke and Paul were working together, and Luke probably drew much of his theology from Paul. So while Paul, of course, wasn't the author of the Gospel of Luke, we can um, uh, posit, perhaps, that Paul's theology very much influenced um, this young man, Luke, this young doctor, actually, uh, as he was, you know, traveling with Paul and um, later on wrote his gospel, drawing from much of Paul's understanding of who this person of Jesus Christ was. And then in the gospel, which isn't from Luke, it's from John, rather, we're continuing our uh, foray into the gospel of John. We have a few very interesting points come up. So when Jesus says to the, his disciples that he is sending an advocate, um, the Greek there reads that he's sending the parakletos, the paraclete. Now, this is translated a variety of ways, depending on your particular translation of the scripture that you have in front of you. Um, let's see, in the NAB, which we use for our lectionary, the New American Bible, it's translated as advocate. Other translations have paraclete, obviously, helper, counselor, and comforter. Um, so these all just describe the mission of who the Holy Spirit is. And that last one... Um, comforter is something that I like to focus in on a little bit on. That's because the comforter comes not only to remove our sadness and to restore us back to, I guess, a normal zero state, if we want to put it numerically, you know, where positive would be feeling happy and negative would be feeling sad. The comforter, the Holy Spirit, does not come to restore us to that zero um, as we were state, but rather fill us with a supernatural joy that only God can provide. And there's something interesting that Jesus says here. Um, I'm going to quote it directly because it can get a little hairy. So Jesus says, when the advocate comes, whom I will send you from the father, comma, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will testify to me. So, and now we start getting into a little bit of what the difference is between the Roman Catholic Church or the Catholic Church in general and the Orthodox churches are. So in our creed, which we recite every Sunday in solemnity, we say that we believe in the Holy Spirit 
who proceeds from the Father and the Son. This is the um, infamous, if you will, or famous, I guess, uh, the filioque clause, and the Son. So we believe as Catholics that the Holy Spirit comes from both the Father and the Son, not just the Father. Because I believe it's St. Augustine who elaborates on this, that God the Father, of course, is the source of all. So God the Father is, of course, the begetter, the generator of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit obviously comes from the Father. But what St. Augustine, Augustine keys in on is that the Father gives all of his generative capabilities to the Son insofar as he bestows on the Son everything that he is through his immense love for the Son. And then the Son, in turn, returns that love and everything that the Father is back to the Father because all that the Son is, he receives from the Father. So what the Son has received as well is this generative capacity of the Holy Spirit, this ability to, um, I, if, I mean, these aren't necessarily the exact ways of talking about it, um, but as far as we can understand, as St. Augustine states, the Son as well generates the Holy Spirit. So it's not only the Father, but the Father and the Son, which is why Jesus says that the Advocate comes whom he will send from the Father, and as well that this, this Spirit of Truth proceeds from the Father. So the Holy Spirit comes not only from the Father, but rather proceeds from the Father and the Son. So if uh, anyone asks you as to why we say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, there you go. That's, uh, that's your answer. You can quote this scripture passage to them. Thank you for joining us for this reflection. Please know that all the seminarians, priests, and deacons of the diocese are praying for you and for your all's families. And please share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it. God bless you.